we were reviewing the laundromats. I, I say laundromat, but they were both like, it's not laundromat. And I'm like, well, it's, it's laundry. Not. I know, I understand how it's spelled, but like laundry goes to the laundromat. There are no actual laundromats in this, we should say as a spoiler. Um, this is... <laughs> This yeah, is a movie. Well, you know what? I'll just. It was a movie about Meryl Streep doing her whites and her brights. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Her whites and her colors. <laughs> oh, gotcha. You, you're as if it was doing laundry. So uh, many so, laundry. Just... So many laundry jokes. So the laundry. So mat. many. In this dramedy based on the Mosaka Fonseca scandal. Um, a cast of characters investigate an insurance fraud, chasing leads to a pair of flamboyant Panamania City lawyers uh, exploiting the world's financial system. Panamania. Panama. Panama. Yeah, what the fuck are you saying? I don't know. I, I fucked him up. Panama. But you get the point. It's about the Panama, Panama Papers. It's about yeah. uh, Mossack Fonseca, the law firm. It's about the two guys who ran it, um, Jurgen and Roman. Uh and yeah, it's also got a bunch of other little stories connected to it. Uh, so we will learn more about the Panama Papers in just a second. But if you haven't seen The Laundromat, it is on Netflix right now. If you have any interest, go check it out. We're going to spoil it. Uh, we read things here at Films with the Women in My Life based on four criteria. And those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. Real quick, before we go in, uh, Panama Papers. Nicole, do you know, know anything about them going into this movie? Absolutely not. I've never heard of such a thing in my life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to agree with Nicole. Zero. <laughs> so this is the first time you, either of you have even heard of the Panama Papers? Yes. You know, I, I feel know like they're... It, it's a phrase that's tucked back in my head a little bit, but, you know, I don't listen to, like... <laughs> I'm very. I guess because anymore. I went to business school, I'm a little more. Um, How long ago was this? How many years ago? Was like three years ago. Very recent. Yeah. I mean, not recent. You know, pretty pretty recent. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm a little surprised. So I. This, <laughs> so you guys. Oh wow, you guys are probably really lost in this movie about what anything was <laughs> the point. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this movie, and I should say, this is our third. I'm wondering Steve- what the big deal is, honestly. Oh what boy! Was, what's bad about I'm ready, them? I'm ready, I'm ready or to talk like about what, it. what? What went wrong? <laughs> well, literally well, a joke. We're relax. <laughs> sorry, I don't know. I, I can't read. Uh, before we go, I shall say this is our third Steven Soderbergh movie. We actually oh. have done three movies of his. So, which other yeah. ones? We did High Flying Bird, Jess and I, and uh, we did. What was the other one we did? It was, oh, uh, Magic Mike, uh, Jess and Mom K and I. Yeah, that's what true. A- but- Interesting let's, let's collection. When are we going to hit a good one? What do you mean? I, I mean, Magic Mike. Right. Magic I, I Mike is pretty sweet. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Recommended both the other ones he's done. He's done like 40 movies. He's done a shit ton of he movies. Has. So sure Interesting collection of films that we've done from here. This is very. This, this is very Soderbergh, though. Yeah, this is a very Soderbergh movie. I didn't realize it was him until I looked it up halfway through when I was confused on one of the characters. Uh, so right, enough about. That's, <laughs> Yeah, I felt it the whole way because I so was confused. this movie is told in uh, there's like a narration going on with Gary Oldman playing Jurgen Mosak, uh, the the one of the partners in charge of the law firm, and the other is Antonio Banderas who plays Ramon. They yeah. explain everything. 
they explain money, they explain where money comes from, they explain financial inter- instruments, they explain their law firm, they explain their side of the story in a, yeah. a, like a comedic, like, we didn't do anything wrong, even though it's very clear the whole time they're talking that they've done stuff wrong. <laughs> um, so they're kind of sprinkled throughout, as well as they're in the movie, like in the narrative plot as well, um, a little bit less so. And then there's several plots that happen throughout the movie. I guess the big one, the kicking off one, is the Meryl Streep plot um she goes on a boating tour uh her husband uh drowns after the boat is tip capsized uh in a called it nicole called it i can't believe she called it she yeah. as soon as the boat was going away from the dock she was like that looks very unsafe and like it looks like they're gonna <laughs> it, capsize and then I'm literally not, I, three minutes later it capsized i was like how did you call that that's crazy i had no did. idea it looked like they were so low in the water i was like what mm-hmm. kind of boat is this I mean, I know they're all, right. all old, but it's crazy in the story. 21 people died. That's That seems like a lot. Um, yeah. On Lake so George? The, yeah. So the, the, it kicks off here because um, the boating company, which uh, has David Schwimmer, is one of the guys who is in charge of it. Jesus. Who basically yeah. sits in an Applebee's or whatever <laughs> I, I like I those scenes. Um, I liked Schwimmer, it only because of the lights. The lights were great. <laughs> that's what that did feel retroactively looking back i'm like that's kind of a soderbergh kind of setting it totally and, is and yeah. style um he, so he's like oh like my insurance got moved to this company and then it got bought by this company and it's in a trust for this company and the whole bottom line is they're not insured um and there's a whole <laughs> bunch of investigation and fraud going into a company at the beginning which is a client of the law firm uh mosek fonseca and the the whole thing with her storyline is she's trying to like dig to the bottom of it, get people involved, get the reporters going. Um, that's like the that's the big one at the beginning. Because then we get another story uh, with a rich uh, a rich guy, and he where's he from? Is he he's, he's got like African an guy, African? Yeah, yeah, he's it's some African. sort of African accent, and um, his but he lives daughter in the states. You're, mi- you're missing a whole part here. It's the you whole are part missing of a part. Showing them the guy that gets arrested. Yeah, I the guy. That. I guess that happened. That was before the. That was before the Africa guy, though. Well, that's part of. So that's In part Nevis. of. Nevis. Anyway, okay. So there's another character <laughs> here before we get to the second storyline, still involved with the Meryl Streep storyline. Uh, Bond Camper. He's played by Jeffrey yeah. Wright. Um, he he's the Jamaican guy. Uh, he has something to do with the fraud that's been committed with um, with the insurance companies involving the, you know, the inciting incident, the boating accident. And uh, he's got two wives uh, that, you know, don't know about each other and multiple kids. And he, yeah. you know, there's, there's some scenes with him, like he runs into Meryl Streep, like by happenstance yeah. and then runs into him again at the airport. Like, you know, it's like tying it. I don't know if that really was supposed to happen in the narrative or if that was a device to be like, Oh, Look at our stories oh. tying together. Like I didn't. I know felt that like was... that was her getting him arrested. She didn't get him arrested. I don't think. No, I mean that's a hell of. She looked confused at the end. She didn't look like she knew what was going on. At, not at the end. End. But you mean at no, the no, end no. Of that. At the end of that scene where he gets arrested. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, it doesn't. I, it's I, neither here nor there. So no, because he's he's done. That guy's done with the plot. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and, and that's the whole thing. Is like we I moved on to the next one because like. Plots just get plots and characters get dropped pretty constantly through this. Like it just starts and then it kind of goes not really anywhere, and then we go on to the next thing. 
Um, right. the, yeah, the middle story, like I was saying, African rich father uh, is is uh, having relations with um, his daughter's college roommate. Um, I like right. the way this is doled out. It's a nice little scene here. And then um, it's going to pay her off to not spill the beans, basically. And shit happens and it doesn't go well for anyone. Um, <laughs> the third story is a British man goes to a Chinese uh, company. And I'm kind of fuzzy on what the whole point of that whole little plot is. But yeah. the bottom line is that guy, shit happens to him and then people get arrested. And that's kind of like what a lot of the things are. And, it, yeah. you know. We, we wind up with our conclusion and I won't get into that too much, but I think that's all the plots. That's all like the different things that happen. So oh. I'll start with, I'll start with Nicole since she uh, made that nice groan. <laughs> made a noise. What, do you, what do you think of the plot of this movie? <laughs> I didn't know what we were going to be looking at. Like in the first 20 minutes of this movie, I did not know where we were going to go with it at all. I had no idea what direction this was taking. I didn't realize for a good while that this was based off true events, so I didn't know what I was watching at all. Um, I think my favorite storyline has to be the the dad that's banging the roommate from his daughter, because I mm. thought that was really funny. <laughs> and it was probably the most co- like comfortable to watch, because I understood what was going on. I understood his what was going on with his funds more so than other people's funds. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he his made more sense to me of why she only had thirty seven dollars in the account <laughs> instead of the twenty million that he said right. he had. Um, everything else was really it's not dull; it's just unremarkable. Um, I don't think that it adds anything for me. I guess they're just trying to show the different ways that this company had dicked people over for the for however long. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it was interesting to see all the walks of life um, of how these people were screwed over by this company in many facets and all over the world. So, I mean, that was interesting. Um, a lot of it didn't make sense. And I know that my face was like, uh, the whole time because I was really I confused. looked over several times and you had the most scrunched, like, what the <laughs> fuck is even, what? <laughs> but... I'm actually kind of disappointed in the way that this movie ended, how we how we came around full circle with Meryl Streep's storyline. I wish it, I don't know, it was, wasn't what I was expecting. So, oh, this is hard. It's a really bizarre movie. Um, I'm going to give it a three. Okay. What do you think? My, okay. I think this story that's happening, you know, to, to make this movie move is probably pretty boring and bland. I mean, it could be, I mean, what really happens is that somebody, you know, goes in and steals this information and, you know, and, and all of this whole house of cards falls down basically. Um, But we're not looking at any, we're not looking at the theft of it. We're not really looking at what happened. We're looking at, you know, how, what happens in general with this kind of shell game that happens and all these shell companies that, um, you know, people hold lots of money in or maybe 70 or $37 um, in. And, you know, so this is very Soderberghian uh, for me. This is like the kind of, I think that this is a self-indulgent thing that he does where he's making this where he thinks it's really clever, but it's really hard to follow. Oh, and, so true. And I think that I felt like um, the Antonio Banderas and... First of all, the other guy behaved like Bill Nye 
Who, I can't Oldman. think of who it is. Yeah, who's a fantastic actor, and all of a sudden he's. I didn't realize like it was this... him because he was so stripped down and just him. Like, yeah, I, I couldn't I, I didn't, recognize him at first. It's so weird how he has like no like he has and he's not wearing makeup or prosthetics or or I mean I'm no. sure he's makeup, but like he's not made up in any way, and yet I couldn't hmm. recognize him. Yeah, but he and he had no affectation. You know, he had an accent which was not great all the time. Um, it was weird, but... kind of like a like a poor man Herzog. Yeah, it was very strange. And the way that, you know, every, they, the way that they were presenting the information, I felt like they were also maybe selling me 7-Up. Um, it was very commercialized and weird. And also the, the way that they kept presenting like the five tenants of, I don't even remember what it was, but the first one is the, right, that the you know, five the, things that, yeah, yeah, that they, the they, little the, guy the never letters come up on screen. It's like, right. you know, like. Yeah, and I think he was, I think that, I don't know if that was an afterthought or what to try to tie it together, because he must have looked at this and said, ah, this is really loose, and people are not going to be able to follow what's happening here. Um, so it starts off with the meek shall inherit the earth, well, the meeker, you know, losers or whatever, they're never going to, nothing's ever going to happen for them. Um, I, so as far as, I think the basic plot is interesting, the execution of this was crazy, and I'm giving this a two. Yeah, I'm on board with a lot of the problems you guys have, um, but I will say, at least for the first hour, and it's only about an hour and a half movie, I was quite enjoying it. I was, I, I could follow it decently. Um, I liked the, I agree with Nicole, my favorite is definitely the father-daughter-mother-friend storyline. I think that was re- really good, actually, really engaging. I really cared about it. Um, I once we hit the uh, British guy, Asia, uh, Chinese people scene, I'm yeah. like, I don't understand. I don't know what we're, what we're doing. I don't know what this is. We've kind of forgotten about the Meryl Streep stuff, other than she talked about China in a grocery store, and then we went smash cut China. Like I don't, <laughs> like, I, I, I thought we were gonna have a resolution with that. We never see Jeffrey Wright again, and it seems they're setting right. him up like he's a linchpin of something, and he's just a schmo. That Who's they get. that? Jeffrey Wright, the guy who he looks like CGI'd in this movie for some reason. He he had that that weird hair. Uh, oh, the guy that got guy. arrested. Yeah, yeah. Bon, Bon Bon Camper. Um, yeah. So I mean, I the plot and and then the end happens, and we'll get to that. I don't I didn't yeah. like a lot of that. Uh, I just want yeah. you guys to try to imagine how hard this movie would have been. It was already hard to follow. How hard it would have been to follow if we didn't have the narration like constantly from Gary Oldman and Antonio Banderas. If that wasn't there, this would be. Like, There's no movie. A There's nonsense no nightmare. Yeah. That, so <laughs> exactly. I, I like I like them in it when they're doing their thing and telling us stuff. I, do. I like the the style of it. I like that middle story. Other than that though, um, you know, pretty middling and then at the end it's it's kind of a disaster. At I the don't end, know so. I don't know how I feel about how they used those two as the narrators, but then implemented them into the story after. I just I don't know how I feel about it because I mean it is a it's a great tool to use to do that, but I don't particularly think that it worked for me like that. Hmm. I think though you had to kind of know that they were because if you were just seeing them as the narrators, you didn't really get the feeling of how what their life looked like and how they were. And in know, the beginning, I didn't truly, know. Right. Oh, you guys didn't, didn't know from the beginning. These I didn't the, realize the, the, it was them. In quotations, bad guys. The antagonists. No, not at all. Oh, yeah. I oh, know. I knew pretty early. Like I think before the their first stick stick scene was over, I was like, "Oh, this is these are the guys who are in charge of whoever it's the bad guy." It's very interesting how is. this can be interpreted from different people. Yeah. 
Uh, well, I also knew something about Panama, I, I, like about the Panama Papers. I was actually, you know, you guys apparently had never heard of, so Mm-mm. I think that definitely changes your. <laughs> anyway, the the whole point is plot. It's like a two five. There's some stuff I like in here. It doesn't all work and it gets sloppy, but there's it's not it's not totally horrible. Um, so the characters, there's so many. Mm. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Like, what do you? I mean, <laughs> I guess talk about some of your favorites and your least favorites, and then yeah, give it go from there. Uh, Mama K, what do you think of the characters? Uh, so my favorite characters and least favorite characters. Um, just to narrow I, it down, also, there's like a million people in this. Yeah, there is. Um, I do like the middle scene characters. I like the African family, and I like the way I like. Uh, except for the daughter, she's. I, I think she's overplayed. the The actress overplays that role, but the rest of them are actually really, really good. And I kind of mm-hmm. was like, I could watch a movie about what happens with these guys. Yeah, just on a yeah. person. This is like a a Tyler Perry movie I would watch right here. <laughs> um, and yeah, I I mean, I usually enjoy Antonio Banderas and whatever he's in. Gary Goldman is really good. His accent was really off for me though, but um. I don't I know what it, it was. Those... I was German, but it was really weird German. It was, it was like German, I said earlier, but it was it was like yeah, it... a weird Werner Herzog impression, is what I was calling it earlier. Yeah, like, it, it was. Yeah, he had a weird affectation to his voice, almost like, "Are you going to do this?" Like a Dita from Saturday Night Live. You know, it was very strange. Oh, I was thinking Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> I, I yeah, maybe him too. Um, <laughs> What other characters do I like? I always like Jeffrey Wright. So um, the encounter that he has with the Meryl Streep character is, I think that's amazing. And I love why I was like, what is he going to do? This is, you know, he's supposed to, he, she's looking for this guy. He is the guy, but he's not going to say I'm the guy. So um, that was, that was pretty interesting. Um, yeah. You know, Meryl Streep for me, she's pretty much Meryl Streep all the time. Can we talk about the other character or are we have to wait till the end to talk about Oh, yeah, so there's this, like, odd little Other office. Meryl Streep character. Well, I guess you just kind of told you what happened. Uh, there, there's another character in this movie who is, like, a, she's, like, a Spanish woman who answers phones. And the previous woman who had her job, which was basically fake director of a, of a bunch of companies that the, this this yeah. uh, law firm sets up. And they're just like, you got just promoted. You're a director now. Just sign all these papers and you get more money and just sit at this desk all day. And um, Yeah, but she was on the phone with Meryl Streep when that happened. Yeah. So... Yeah, what that the fuck's going on with that? How 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 how, is, how am I supposed to buy that? Well, because she but, was on the. So I knew you know, I knew it. I knew you were gonna you were gonna. I want to talk about it at the end, but I know exactly what you mean. I knew you're gonna think that, and I think something different. So I want to I want to hang you, on to her till the end. Okay, you think those things were happening not simultaneously? No. Well, no. Okay. I'll I'll talk about it. I have a thing. Okay. So I think those are, I mean, those are my favorite characters um, because they're kind of up and down a little bit. I'm going to give the characters a two and a half. Mm. Cool. Um, I don't, I don't like how the narrators were implemented into this film at all. And I feel like that's the biggest step I have to get over first if I want to talk about this because they're obviously in my mind the most important piece of this movie and Mm. to not like them brings down the rest of it for me um I just thought it was weird how they tried to implement them into the storyline while not understanding in the beginning that that that's who they were maybe that's my problem because I didn't get the connection but I just didn't care for how they were 
talking at me <laughs> in the beginning. It was really weird. You know, they're like throwing facts at you like this. And I'm like, ew, this is weird. I don't like this. Um, <laughs> Meryl Streep's character is fucking annoying in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. She's so, whole- like, weird. Like, she's so naive to the things. Like, I don't know what i'm missing from her either i feel like there's a big chunk of this that it was supposed to be um like really captivating that i'm missing out of it i just think it's really boring the beginning the whole beginning of this her storyline is awful until we get later on at least we have a little bit of like i don't know a difference like a little twinkle of something at the end of this you know um the the story with the chinese um diplomat whoever he is that was i i lost all interest in that too like Brendan yeah said. that really pulled it down a lot oh honestly, my god that was i don't even so know weird. what was going on with that that um, scene yeah. was pretty bad that really that was I, filler i was, I was pat, like kind of passing with the movie along and then that came up and i'm like oh lord what a, mm-hmm. you really had to pad this 90 minute movie like uh you don't you didn't have you could have done something different like uh. i wish that no. we had like Mama K said, I wish that we had a movie of the African family with a little bit of Antonio Banderas <laughs> added into it just to give a little bit of like, zestiness. <laughs> because that was the best storyline of it all. It wouldn't be about the was... Panama Papers. It would be a totally different movie. But That's, yeah, that's fine. It's that's the true. most interesting thing. Like that. Yeah, it's, yeah. I that was that, the easiest to follow, but the most interesting. And it still gave a connection to what we were trying to accomplish with this film. So... That was definitely the best part for me, and I thought that the actors were really good in that. Um, other than that, the only thing that we have left to really discuss is what happens with Meryl Streep at the end of this, and I know Brennan wants to hold off, so we can talk about that as its own thing, but other that's the only part that really has something to say for me. I didn't, re- I didn't understand that this was going to be a real-life thing with like pieces of news articles and um, you know media clips i didn't know this was i had no idea what this was so maybe that's why i don't appreciate it as much as i should be but uh, i'm gonna give the characters a two i like a lot of the characters i think um i don't think the reasons this movie doesn't work for the most part is because of the characters uh i'll agree with you that i don't like like the meryl streep character in the beginning she annoying is a good word she's she's not a i understand why the movie ditches her as the main character for much of the movie because she's not you don't really like i mean you're supposed to like her because her husband dies and it's sad and she has grandkids and oh boy but like she there's nothing about her in particular that's like i empathize with you i really like you she's just you know a kind of a, a normie in a bad situation i guess that's probably part of the point to when we get to the end um i the like whole point of when they went to las vegas and she i mean I guess, I guess it was the fact that she... She wants to get the apartment. The apartment's she got bought, bought out by somebody that hasn't been paying taxes. <laughs> you get spotted by the Russian guys, yeah. Yeah. Who we yeah, don't even really so get. Just... We get, like, a shot of them. That's and... the whole thing. Is we, That's all we get from them. I feel like that's a throwaway. This, it's sort of like uh, Soderbergh is like, okay, we're going to make sure that you know that every part of the world is involved in this. Like, we got everybody. That's we're what not it seems like they're trying, real... he's trying to do. Yeah. yeah. No meat on the bone, but we're going to give you this. And somehow, you know, Meryl Streep talking about her husband on the corner of some Las Vegas boulevard is going to tie it together. So, um, yeah. Sorry. A lot of a lot of the acting I like other than her, though. Like, I think Gary Oldman and Antonio Banderas. Yeah, Gary Oldman's accent's weird. But, like, I like him and uh, Antonio Banderas are, like, energetic, fun characters that I like when they're on screen. I'm engaged I feel like when they're, they're on screen. I they're trying to sell me... Together. 
juicers yeah. or something. Like I feel like they're really yeah. just. So you guys both said you thought you they were selling you. It was like a like a weird yeah, like ad up. for something. Yes, yeah, absolutely, yeah. really bizarre. They're on a beach. It's like the Old Spice right. commercials. <laughs> it is. I was waiting for the half man, half horse guy. Yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. like. It doesn't. For the plot, it might not make perfect sense all the time while they're there. I think it helps that they're explaining things. I think they're both good. I like it them does. both, and they're fun it does help to watch. Um, and yeah. there's a lot of tiny little cameos that I like in this. I like Jeffrey Wright's character. I like David Schwimmer's character. Uh, Will Forte and Chris yeah. Parnell played drunk, drunk tourists in a bar for like five seconds, and I, I like their little. I thing. miss them completely. I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, I pointed I totally it out. I was them. like, "Oh, why are Will Forte and Chris Parnell in this?" And then they quickly are killed. Not then they were spoiler, gone. Right. <laughs> well, I yeah. guess that just shows how much of a wasted opportunity it was. So <laughs> I'm I'm gonna give the characters like a don't ignore me. Well, I'm just trying to get. We're getting through the. We don't have to belabor this movie. I don't think it deserves. You're gonna give it a three and a half. I was gonna give it a four. Oh. oh, okay. I'm gonna give it a four. Right. I think it's my sh- okay. well. I don't know if it's my strongest grade. It's up there. It's 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 good. I like it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't hate this movie. I it's a, yeah, I know. it's a mess, but like I don't hate it anyway. Um, this is kind of something interesting to talk about because the visual and sound. You guys talk about the old spice commercials. The the yeah. the what you call it juicy fruit commercial Starburst Seven <laughs> Up. Seven Up. Whatever. All all yeah. that you know. Uh, I'll go back to you, Nicole, for this one. What do you What do you think of the visual and sound of this movie? Um, I don't really have very much to say about it, honestly. I mean, I, <laughs> I feel like I've already spoken my piece about it. Um, I I don't like how artificial the narration pieces are in this. I really feel like it's uh, it's just weird. It doesn't make much sense to me because I don't feel like it's gate. It's it's providing anything they're using language that i'm unfamiliar with so i have no fucking clue what they're talking about all these legal terms and (laughs) these words i'm like i hate this i don't want to hear it (laughs) and i don't want to hear gary Oldman's shitty accent telling me it so as a person who went to business school it probably helps me a little bit that i at least know absolutely i'm sure it 100 does because otherwise i'm sitting there with a with a a brow you know wondering what the fuck i'm watching um i mean everything else really doesn't have anything to say about it to me i don't nothing sticks out to me it's just a movie with a couple different pieces compiled together that's supposed to come with an outcome you know that i'm supposed to understand at the end which unfortunately i don't i mean i don't really care much for the pieces of the uh, like obama speeches that were put in here and the uh lester holt pieces that are put in here you know they're <laughs> I feel like they're out of place because i i didn't know this was a thing <laughs> so I, I don't know I, I don't have much else to say about it i guess i'm just gonna have to give it i i don't know a two it's fine okay <laughs> it's fine um i think i'm gonna give i'm gonna give this portion of it of a, a three only because as as little tiny uh, the pieces together, the pieces together, I don't like. The pieces separately, I find really fun. You know, the Antonio Banderas and Gary Olden thing is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the the different stories are all really interesting, and I'm I'm already, you know, I can see what's happening. He's telling the story. He's telling each one piece really well. It's filmed well. It's filmed really, you know basic there's nothing really special about it i don't think um the last couple of movies he's done but, he's filmed on iphone so he's he's try he tries really? new stuff. 
Yeah, uh, High Flying Bird and Unsane were both filmed on iPhones. Right. And, you know, he did like uh, Logan Lucky, which had a weird. How do you do that? You, you do it. I mean, uh, there's another movie, Tangerine. I think they're the first film to ever do it. It's a movie about uh, transgender um, uh, hookers. But yeah, I remember that one. That's a good one. I like that movie. Uh, but like, he, he does a lot of weird, innovative stuff, um, and yet he still has a style that he kind of sticks with. Um, but yeah, it's right. It's so simple. I think he makes it look easy. I don't think it's simple at all, but he, it, it's kind of simple, but like classic. I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain. It is. Well, that's the thing is like each one is is simple but a different style like each one is a different style i think Mm -hmm. and but they all they're all done well in that very simple style it's the whole putting together of the whole thing that's hard for me um even you know a lot of times soderbergh's soundtrack is what kind of keeps me interested and honestly (laughs) i was not yeah i was like whoa there's nothing going on here and um yeah i i I need an explanation for that. I don't know why that happened that way, uh, which is why I'm going to give it a three. I'm at a three, five. Um, the visuals I think are great. I love the way the seven of commercials are played. I think <laughs> all those scenes are really fun. And when they're transferring around, it's, it's creative filmmaking and I like it. Um, there's a scene with in a Mar- basic way though. In right. What? Creative, creative in a basic way. I mean, it seems very when you're watching it, each piece is very basic sound feeling. But well, I'm talking about the transition scenes when they're talking about stuff. I think those are, I don't know. I think they're, I think they're not okay. totally yeah. unique, unique. But like, I, if you're talking about like David Schwimmer in a booth and you know rich people talking in a mansion and you know the hotel room, yeah, yeah that stuff's bland, good, solid, but generic. But but not in a, right. not in like an insulting way. But the transition scenes no. with with um, with Gary Oldman, Tony Banderas, I actually find somewhat innovative. I, th- I like that. Um, but I'm on board that the sound is definitely not his not a strong point in this yeah. movie. I mean, there's a lot of silence and kind of on purpose silence. But like when it's any music, I, like it's hard to even like remember like the. And we just right. just saw this. I saw this literally five minutes before we started recording. Um, it's not right. so that's not sticky at all. But. Um, you know, it's a it's a three five. It's 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 the visuals carry this thing for me. Um, so we're at the end. Let's talk about this ending. I'm okay. I want you to explain your thing at the end here because we get the last narration of Gary Oldman and Antonio Banderas. They get arrested at the end. Their whole plan has come crumbling down because of whistleblower John Doe. Obviously, a fake. Right. You know, John Doe's the name you give him. It's fake. Um, and. Right. They they give their last little spiel. They go to jail for three months in real life. We find out and they're released. Um, they plea how they're not the bad <laughs> guys. Uh, and then and then right. we get the the twist. We get the breaking of the fourth wall. Mm. We get Meryl Streep yeah. coming on screen, not as her, but as this the the little Hispanic woman who gets promoted early in the film. She is director. Doing her, she's doing her she's doing her speech. She's taking her prosthetics off. She takes her glasses off, her hair, her wig, and then we realize she's the character from the, the beginning. And then she takes that wig off, and she's literally Meryl Streep, the actress, talking to you on screen about sustainability. Tax of, evasion. About, about tax evasion, about the rich getting richer, about all these corrupt people. Right. She puts That's a little yeah. towel thing on and holds uh, uh, some, uh, microphone up like the Statue of Liberty, and we cut to black. It's a very yeah. weird fucking what ending. the hell steven soderbergh so okay talk to me about what you thought of the scene and what you think about the whole that 
she's two characters in this movie because I think I know your position. I, I want to argue with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the problem I have with her being two characters in this movie is that she talks to herself as the two characters. When when the woman gets promoted, when the other when the woman gets promoted, the the Hispanic woman gets com- promoted. Mm-hmm. She's talking on the phone with the other Meryl Streep character. Do you think it's supposed to? Do you think it's supposed to represent like the like the another common folk that would be Meryl Streep as opposed to actually herself? Like it could have been any conversation yes. with anybody who called in. Yes. I mean, sh- yeah, but I think this was a mistake. I think this. So you wait, wait, wait. So, so here's where we get here. Here's where I get to. I get to argue. All right. So you think Meryl Streep's character in the movie, in whatever original script, whatever the original idea was, went undercover as this Hispanic woman, and they are the same person in the movie. Yes. Is that what you're saying? That's what they're trying to have us believe, right? No, it is not what they're trying to have us believe. She is two different <laughs> characters, and they're not the same person. That Hispanic woman is a Hispanic woman played by Meryl Streep. What the fuck? Meryl Streep plays. No, no, Meryl no. Streep plays. No, two- no. Otherwise, no, no, no. no. Otherwise, no. I have to be no. right because otherwise, you're right. They wouldn't talk to each other, and it's. I don't think that's right. a mistake. That's very clearly done that way. The way so, they what's back the intention of showing her go so from director can, so of a shitty company to the common woman to so Meryl Streep? Soderbergh can have his 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 avant garde ending where she takes off her clothing, revealing oh. she's the other character, and then she takes off her clothing, no. revealing she's just Meryl no. Streep, and then she becomes. No, it's got to be a connection mm-hmm. that you're. No, no, no. Be a reason. I'm sure. I'm no. I'm, mm-hmm. I, 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 why, Why are you so like, sure? Because they deliberately only seen that the two of them are in together. They talk to each other. That's clearly a deliberate thing to say. These are not the same characters. It's to throw you off in case you're suspicious that this woman is clearly a famous actress wearing prosthetics. And it's 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 intentional. I'm, I, it's, it's, there's you no think way. there's no background to why he's having this director who doesn't know what the fuck she's doing talking to a woman who's trying to get answers. And well, then she's at not the a end director it, at this point. She's literally just a woman answering the phones. And then the other woman gets struck by lightning and dies. The other Patsy they had as a fake director. And they're just like, hey, girl who answers the phones, you're the director now. Sign all these papers. We'll pay you more money. Like, she's not a real, obviously, she's not a real director. Like, she, she doesn't really have any power. What was the significance well, of showing the other her person. from the now director to Meryl Streep's character in the beginning that lost her husband? What was the significance of moving her in the those whole, stages? The whole speech, so the speech starts out where she's the whistleblower. And, like, she's giving that speech. Then she's giving the speech as her character, the Hispanic woman. Then she changes her inflection and tone and becomes the character in the beginning. And then at the very end, when she takes her final wig off, she's speaking to you as Meryl Streep. She changes her voice in every time she's doing a different thing, whether she's one of the two characters or herself. There's no reason to believe that she infiltrated this company as this fake Hispanic woman and rose through the ranks and just happened to be put on director by accident. That is completely illogical. makes no sense. and is not the point. And I, I, there's no way she's, it's clear. Well, there's a lot of illogical things in this movie. I mean, I knew you were going to have that position. That's why I was waiting for it to the end. Cause I'm like, no, you're so, it's just ridiculous. That's not true. And that's one scene where they talk on the phone is put there to, to, to show you that that's not the, that it's not Meryl Streep like it's it's Meryl Streep but it's not the same character. I don't know. I am not. See, this makes me way less interested in this because I'm not less interested in watching a Meryl Streep tour de force. On you know, <laughs> well, that's what you got. Well, not really, but these, like that's what they were going. All these for. different characters. 
Yeah, that's not that doesn't that doesn't that's, work for me. For your argument is saying like like Austin Powers and Fat Bastard are really the same person, <laughs> and the scene where they talk to each other is a mistake. She's playing two characters. That's way different. Okay, it's like Eddie Murphy and Norbit, where she's he's, <laughs> he's the wife. It's two. It's, it's two people. Play, it's she's playing. It, this is done before, just because you thought it was some sort so of. So all this was done end. just for the significance of her being able to speak through three mediums at she the played, end. Yes, yeah, she played both yeah, those characters so she could. Because th- that speech at the end, that speech at the end is supposed to be like the big like we need to do something. People rise up. Like I think it. I'd say the ending sucks. I hate that 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 speech that she gives. But that's the point. Is like yeah, is that like we like the people they're still getting away with it to these day. And God bless America. They see they, it's real heavy handed like that. Like uh, like it is real heavy handed, and this makes it even worse. Honestly, now I'm that so it's been revealed to me, right this is that, but, yeah, this makes it worse. This makes it. Oh my God! Yeah, this makes it a hundred times worse. It's because Delaware's it's, fault. But, yeah, exactly. That's the, the whole thing. It's a message movie. The whole ending is a really heavy-handed message about and so make a documentary instead. Honestly, I mean, I don't like <laughs> the fake narration of all these different things trying to come together to to prove a point. Really gets lost because they're so different. It just doesn't for, for me. It just doesn't come down to what the final you know thought is supposed to be. Attack. Not just that. I mean, how up in his his own butt is Steven Soderbergh to think that putting Meryl Streep even as herself at the very end doing this as Lady Liberty is going <laughs> to help anyone? Well, that was like the I, that to... was like the period. I'm like, uh, okay. I, first of all, did you guys realize it was Meryl Streep the whole time? I didn't. I got. I was. I, I figured it was somebody. No, I knew, but I didn't. Know I knew it was, it was somebody, but I didn't know who it was. I because she was so odd looking that I was like, "This is not a real character." Right, it's like, someone dressing up here. and doing something. I didn't realize yeah, we were going to get the crazy know. five minute Meryl Streep ending that we got, but like, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Nicole, you said you actually it thought it was go, Meryl whoa, Streep, didn't you? In a bad way. I had an inkling in the beginning, but when she, as soon as she walked into that green room, like I knew instantly. As soon as she walked in there, I knew it was her. Well, that's the whole thing. At the end, he's, she's breaking the fourth wall too. We're walking through the stu- the actual yeah. studio where they filmed the, movie, the green screen. Like this is clear. The whole ending is this big symbolic but and like what is also the... message. And you know, it's it's. Do you get a different vibe when they're you, when they're sitting in jail? The vibe that they're giving <laughs> looks like a Broadway show, and it has. I was gonna say it's Chicago. Yeah, you're watching. Yeah, Chicago absolutely. Right there, it feels, it feels like a play. Where you have all the, the prisoners there. standing up near the wall, near the doors, and and holding on to the doors and listening to their spiel, and it's just it changes. I like that, though. It changes. This was the big deep yeah. blow away ending. Where you're like, wow, we we need to change. We need to, the system. No. The system is wrong. The rich oh, are screwing no. us over. You know that story that's never it been told feels before. Like it's, <laughs> right? No one, no one's ever heard that. Written and also, acted by millionaires. Have... Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's it's the Meryl whole point. Giving you the thing at the end. To have Meryl Streep hundred millionaire. Doing it and, like, um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe have you know one of the girls that we've never seen. Maybe one of those girls from the the Africa sequence. Have her come out and do it, and then I might believe you a little mm. bit more. No, it's but like the, it's like the some, face of the end know, world it, hunger commercials. It's always the biggest actor or actress that could get. You know, it's 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 that. This is her advertisement, <laughs> which is to, disproving to their whole point of the film. It totally is. Well, you the, can't tell me that they don't all work for companies that have shell companies and, oh my and God. you know 
Southeast Asia and, you know, it's, come it on. It could be hypocritical. It could be perceived that way. Um, it's totally <laughs> hypocritical. My God. So the residents What's in the field. What's the name of this movie? Hypocritical? Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit. But <laughs> a lot of it. The residents uh, in feel. I'll go yeah. back to you, Nicole. What, what do you What do you think of that? I mean, it's really got us talking here, which is, I think this is the most you know d- discussion and debate that we've had over a film so i guess he's he's accomplishing what he's setting out to do with this movie which is to get people talking about it well we're um, talking about how like pretentious and weird and dumb and like how the doesn't make any sense. We're not sure, talking about, but there's we're an not underlying about the reason. Of the movie and how, like, but there's oh. an underlying reason as to why we're getting up in arms about it because of the choices that he made and showing somebody with a shit ton of money talking about tax evasion and things like that. Like, what is the <laughs> exactly. what is the point? And um, maybe that's you know, even the way- deeper meta commentary. There's got to be something else in here, yeah that <laughs> no. that just goes beyond what we give a fuck about anyway. Um, but. <laughs> The whole thing was really bizarre and strangely tied together. And some of the things that he chose to put in here, I thought were extremely unnecessary. Um, like I said a couple of minutes ago, I'd prefer this to be a documentary if, and have Antonio Banderas and Gary Oldman do it. <laughs> that would have been better for me because I would have at least understood what the purpose of, of a lot of these things were. Um, I don't, I don't care much for how the three stories are, are just kind of put in here, um, felt kind of careless, and I don't know, I just, the ending really just took it all away from me, it was just really bizarre, and they're all of a sudden it's real life, and we're in a green room, and what happened to the rest of the shit, I don't know, but um, I'm gonna give this a 1.5. Mama K? Yeah, for resonance and feel, I mean, I might have been up around a two or two and a half prior to our starting this, you know, 41 minutes ago. Um, but we've talked you down. Yeah, the more I think about, <laughs> yeah, totally knocked me down, mainly because the, you know, I, I didn't like the ending to start with. I don't like being preached to and uh, having somebody who makes, you know, a hundred times more. an hour than I do, you know, preach to me about how, you know, we should eat the rich. Um, Yeah. And I feel even worse about it now. So (laughs) you can kind of suck my dick on this. So it's a 1.5. Stomach. (laughs) Like, no shit. I feel this way too. How are you? Where are you to come from to tell me this? Yeah. So I, I hate the ending because mostly because of the execution. The message is I don't ignoring whether or not I agree with it or think it's like you know pretentious or self righteous or hypocritical. Like any anything and story and perspective can be told well. Once you hit that that the Chinese scene, it starts to suck and it never recovers because that ending is it. It's such a fumble. It's so tone deaf and miscalculated, and it's just really bad um having said that i i might actually think about the weirdo antonio banderas and gary oldman characters like they're not <laughs> gone from my memory I, I think they're gonna stick a little bit and since i give my you'll think of them when you see an old spice commercial that's when you think <laughs> of them they'll pop up in weird places but like i i, I because my residence feel is partially due to i call it like the sticky factor how much is it gonna stick to me am i gonna ever think about it again or reference it you know it's not a total black hole of boring it's because of its weirdness at times so i don't know like a two five 
do five. I mean, we had a couple interesting parts in this. Like this, I mean, it's really out of place and weird. But the scene where Meryl Streep walks into the into the uh, room and she's got the like machine gun and she just starts blasting people. Oh yeah, we didn't even talk about that. She's just that was awesome. (laughs) Yeah, you got pulled back in. And then when she woke up on the plane, you're like, oh. And then you (laughs) got her kind of bored again. Why don't we I have more like, of that? I don't know if I mentioned the scene in the church where they walk in and she's doing her prayer in her head. Um, her prayer is annoying when we zoom in our face. It's not good, but I like uh, Gary Oldman and Tony Barris, like the way they walk out in the back. And they Why, do... though? No. No. What do you mean, no? <laughs> I don't understand the significance. I just thought it was framed well and shot well. It, it, it just made me feel like this was like a school project or something. Oh, it's not. I mean, it's not that bad. It, it's a. <laughs> it's comp. It's competently made, I feel like, but um, yeah, I'm out of two five because I, it's. I don't know if I, I don't like the feel and resonance of it, but it's sticky a little. It's got some stick, so a two five. Um, <laughs> we're at the end here. Um, I'll go back to you, Nicole, since you were just going. Would you recommend the laundromat? Um, I really don't think that I can recommend this because you know what? If I, I I'm interested in understanding this panama papers thing more but i would never ever go to this movie as a way of learning about it they i mean the information that that they give us at the end is so like pasted on that it just doesn't make much sense to me of the uh, opportunities that they use to show us how this worked um I, I would definitely rather it be a documentary, like I've said a couple times. It just makes more sense that way. If we could make it a comical documentary, like so many are, that would be awesome. But this was just, didn't, it missed the mark for me on providing me, you know, information. Um, I don't think that I can recommend this one. Mom, okay? Yeah, I'm also a solid not not recommend on this. Um <laughs> A if solid. I, if not I recommend. recommended this, it is a solid. Not because of, and it's not because of. It's because of how the story's told or how the story's not told. That I think, unless you really know the background, then you already know the story, and you don't need this preaching at the end. You already understand what's happening. Um, and if I said go see this movie about so that you can understand the Panama Papers, you're not going to. How, <laughs> Yeah, you're not going. Exactly. You're just going to be mad at me because you're going to sit through the first bit going, I don't understand how this has anything to do with the Panama Papers. And also, I'm really thirsty for 7-Up right now. <laughs> so I think that I, I can't recommend this to en- to, to anybody. They're, they would just think I've gone completely around the bend. I think it's telling that both the people who knew basically nothing about the Panama Papers felt like they still basically know nothing about the Panama Papers after this movie when that's I feel like I know something about it but it's not it's it's only because of like the last you know 20 minutes of the movie not because the worst because part. I was lost for the first hour you only know because because yeah, of the worst I mean, part of the movie <laughs> exactly the just they, they told me the message in the worst part in the worst possible way <laughs> I was going to recommend this for a good amount of the time um the the one scene with the in China was boring, but I was like, eh, if it's boring and like this the rest of the way, I'll still probably give it a pass because I really do like that uh, the African family scene. Um, and there's enough like artist like artistic creation in here that's interesting, and I like our you know our two narrators. Um, that ending just is fucking it's terrible. It's not good. It is it is a hand of stone. It it it's smacking me over the face. It's not a recommend. 
Um, it's like insulting. I feel like I don't it's know. kind of insulting. It is. I'm like, it is really, oh, dude. Like any like children know. Children understand the message. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck and, you, Meryl Streep. Uh, it's just <laughs> like I, the, the Statue of Liberty pose. I was like physically <laughs> cringing. Yeah. I was like recoiling in my seat. I'm like, oh. I, I was like, could no. you have ended it on a cringier note? I don't think you could have. I, I, know. I If it weren't for that last pose, this had a chance of a recommendation. And then you fucking pose like the Statue of Liberty with a sash over you. Ridiculous. Horrible. Oh. Um, it's not all garbage, but the the garbage part is such garbage that I can't, it can't overcome the, the good parts of this movie. So I, I can't recommend it. It was it's, it's a little it was kinda close, but I no, no. Three mm. three Yeah, find another Soderbergh movie to watch. He's got so many and he's got so there's many good ones. Out there. Like the, you did, Yeah, there's This plenty has to be one there. of the worst, maybe the worst Soderbergh movie I've seen. Um I haven't seen all of them, obviously. I've seen, like, half, but, like, he's got a shit ton. Uh, three, not recommends for the laundromat. Mm-mm. Sorry sorry, you had to sit through <laughs> that like we did. But um, we have mm-hmm. something much more yeah. interesting coming out, or at least it could be. Uh, our Halloween show, our Halloween episode coming out this Thursday will be Ooh. The Lighthouse, uh, the new film by the guy who did The Witch, Scott Robert Pattinson, and um, uh, Willem mm. Dafoe, Grizzled Old to listen to us, listen to both, uh, all three of us twice this week. I know it's uh, no it's no Jess right now. Riveting. I don't know where Jess went, but um, she'll she'll be back eventually. <laughs> she'll be back because uh, we're doing Terminator in January. She'll be back uh, hard. I was doing that because Jess and I will be on for Terminator next week. Oh, well, she'll, she'll be uh, back. Oh, she'll be yeah, back. She's not gonna like okay. that movie. It's spoilers. She doesn't gonna, get the. She won't get the. <laughs> no, she won't get the reference. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, <laughs> listeners know who Jess is. Jess doesn't understand very basic pop culture references, such as who <laughs> Sylvester Stallone and uh, Arnold, Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, she doesn't know who these people are. Bill Murray. Like, she doesn't know yeah. what Rocky is. She doesn't know, you know, she's never seen a movie before. <laughs> she calls old movies movies from 2001. Not 2001, A Space Odyssey. Right. The year 2001. Um, anyway, <laughs> we got, we got... <laughs> We love her. <laughs> she's the best. She's so, sometimes, sometimes she's the best part of the show because her, her, she's, she's literally best. like an alien. She's, the lack of pop culture knowledge astounds <laughs> me. I've never met someone who who is so unaware of of pop culture, but it's 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 awesome. I, there's no one else like her. Um, so we got a lot of theater reviews coming up. If you have anything to recommend to us in the in the gaps in the couple of gaps we do have for the rest of the year. Films with the Women in My Life on Facebook, and I am Brennan underscore pod host on Instagram. That's probably the best place to reach out. Yeah. Oh, I'm okay, Nicole. Thank you for enduring the laundromat. Uh, we wouldn't do it for anybody else. The laundromat. Laundromat. <laughs> you don't have to go laundry. Laundry. Laundromat. I would have, at the end of this, would you rather have had an hour and a half long movie of Meryl Streep doing her wash? <laughs> Yeah, not, not impossible. Not impossible. <laughs> yes, there is possibly a more interesting Julia movie Child. where perhaps a red literally... sock got stuck in the whites. See, that could be interesting. That could be like <laughs> now over closer pink. episode of Breaking Bad. It could be like that. You know, there's something there. Oh it wouldn't God. work for an hour and a half. It could be a short. Um, well, well it. <laughs> until next time, everyone. Thank you for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. Being a listener in our life, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave a review as it helps more people find the show. Like us on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life. Follow us on Twitter at Films Women Pod.
check out our website, filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. That's filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is